Welcome to Story Route Zero. This is a podcast where friends gather to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, and the strange worlds of video games. We often don't know where we're going, but that's half the fun. Come on the journey with us. Hit us up on Twitter at StoryRouteZero. You can send us an email at StoryRouteZero at gmail.com. That includes questions, concerns, comments, complaints, pet pics. Send us some recipes. Send us some stories about your day. We're going to listen. Podcast start your engines. We have liftoff. Let's have a journey. Living off borrowed time, the clock tick faster. That'd be an hour that knock the slick blaster. Dick dastardly and muttly with the sick laughter. A gunfight, they come to cut the mix master. That's Mad Villain better known as uh, the late great MF Doom. My name is Matthew Keel. This is episode 68 of Story Route Zero. We're almost nice, guys. Um, I've only got two co-hosts with me this week because it's a game club week. And uh, I believe it is our, is it? Now this I'm, this I'm going to fuck up the number on. I think it's our 13th. Neither of you know, so... It doesn't matter. Okay. So, uh, in tow, I have uh, Michaela Crescione, everyone's favorite transplant mass hole. How are you? I am good. Been a long Monday. It has. It has. Also in tow, uh, celebrating this month's game club entry, representing Jersey, Jason Marshall. How are you, sir? Doing well, doing well. Now, now, the the question is, we're doing Concrete Genie today. Um, Did you paint the picture behind you, or did you get that off the internet? Internet. Okay. I was going to say, because if you did that, I would be like, wow, your dexterity is real good, because some of the the genies I made were horror shows. (laughs) This is Game Club 10, by the way. Oh, this is only only the 10th? Wow, I thought we did way more. Um... I think the backlogs are what's what's throwing me off then. Yeah, because it didn't start till like last June or something. Yeah. So before we get to that, uh, how was everybody's weekend? Michaela, what'd you do? Weekend. Busy. Everything's busy. Um, did some adulting and stuff. Got some Mother's Day stuff squared away for next weekend. Um, ran some errands. Did my, my workouts like I do. And we are officially, I well, I am officially at the point where I'm starting to pack stuff because I'm going to be taking stuff home next weekend. And this, this desk, this desk that I love, somebody's bought it and they're going to come take it. So I got to get all my shit off it. Um, I've had this desk in my family for 23 years. It's from the house I grew up in. So I'm going to miss it. But so next week I'll be sitting at a folding table when we do this. Yeah. <laughs> Just for the last couple of weeks that I'm here. And of course, played a fuckload of video games. Well, that's cool. Or video game. I'm kind of, I'm kind of <laughs> jealous you played games plural. Well, uh, I didn't. <laughs> Jason, how was your weekend? I played games plural too. 
Sweet. <laughs> I've submitted a review. It should be up tomorrow for Skurzbringer. Um, hey, what year is it? Yeah. <laughs> what year is it? Here's Wait till you the... see. It says Vita in the title. Well, yeah. <laughs> what year is it? <laughs> I reviewed a game on Vita. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's like bucket list stuff for you anyway, right? What? That's like bucket list stuff for you anyway, right? Review yeah. games on Vita. Not just oh. one, just like as many as you can. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I, I got, that's the, I think that's the first one I did on Vita. You should just you should just you should just go hog wild with it. Be like, yo, I'm gonna I'm going to review Pixel Junk Monsters on Vita. I bet you Obelisk doesn't have one. Although we do have like one of our more like popular articles is about um, Long Live the Vita, and I linked it yeah. in the review. <laughs> Vita is such a good. Con- it's, it's such a it, it, dude. The people who trash talk the Vita are the same people who trash talk the Wii U. The Wii U was better than anybody gave it credit for. So was the Vita. And I'm okay dying on that hill. Now I, I also hate. I also hated the three. I also hated the idea of the 3DS. Now that I own one, I'm like, man, this thing's pretty cool. <laughs> like I was, I, I'm okay being wrong here. Um. But anyway. No, um, I don't think we did anything. No, we didn't. The little one got sick, and then. Of course, go to the doctor, and during a pandemic, that's automatically... Assault tablet. It's fine. It automatically (laughs) triggers, no, we have to get her tested. So we kept both of the girls home this week, today, because we don't want to be responsible for spreading a disease during a pandemic. So, but negative test. Isn't that novel? Somebody who cares? Negative test. We're all good. Um, That's, I'm, gl- I'm glad the test was negative. Uh, yeah, because I don't want, I don't, I don't like seeing young people get coded. I really don't because it, uh, you feel bad when it's it like the, a two year old they're just crying like a little older when they could talk it's just like shut up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm um, just relaxed. I mean, they finally finished our backyard, so. We had adventures with sprinklers. Awesome! So that was that was entertaining. Run, run, doing the whole run out there, turn sprinkle on, run away quick, run back out, try to move it while it's still. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like when you get, it's like we, it's like your first trip to the shore. You run towards the water, but then when it starts coming at you, you run away. <clears throat> um, but that's about it. cool. Uh. So I I had I had a I had a weird one this weekend. Um, I was told, uh, like I knew I was on call Friday night, uh, but I was I, I was I was given uh, what is called a, a box full of burnout Friday morning before I went to work. I was texted by by my, by my manager like nine thirty. I usually leave about ten thirty every morning. And um, she said that, so you're going to work noon to four today, and then you're going to come back at midnight and work till 5.30 a.m. And then you're going to, you're actually still going to have to work your shift on Saturday, but we're going to cover your first two hours. And like, so I don't have a problem doing that. Um, 
I know that when I, when people saw me leaving at four o'clock, you have to, it seems like every new person that sees you like, why are you leaving at four? I'm like, okay, now I have to tell this story again. Um, But I hate it when uh, my coworkers like think that they can do the complaining for me. Like they just, they get, they, they, they just, they just, they, it's almost like they've pulled out their metaphorical pitchfork and, and, and there's like, yeah, let's, let's, let's go. Let, let's, let's, let's go rebel. I'm like, I don't have fucking time for this. I need to get home. Um, but yeah, it, it sucks. But like, also I knew what I was getting into when I decided to work in healthcare. Like I knew that that was going to be a thing. I knew that holidays don't don't really exist anymore weekends what's a weekend um you know it it didn't really bother me didn't didn't change the fact that come sun or saturday at 7 30 p.m when i came home from work for the final time in 18 hours i was exhausted so i got plenty of sleep that night um and then reba and i we actually went out for just like a, a nice day drinking lunch on sunday which was very good. We took, we took the four-legged weirdo bagel and he got so exhausted. And uh, he, there was a, there was a, a Shetland that kept trying to hump him, which was adorable. And we were just like, you know, stand up for yourself, bagel, get consent. Um, <clears throat> Shetland isn't like a sheepdog or a pony. Uh, the sheepdog. If it was a pony, if it was a pony, that story would have been on a new level. That pro- I mean, I'm stupid enough that I would have posted that video somewhere. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because yeah, I, would have been like, I would have been like, watch this shit. <laughs> but uh, the story was here. That was a. It pony. could have been here. Yeah. It could have been. I didn't realize Shetlands were ponies as well. <laughs> well, poor dog. Um, oh, other than that, uh, had a we had a it, it was a nice Sunday, and um, we got very little done, and it was kind of awesome. Um, I did play. I did play. A, a little bit of one video game, a lot of another, and a lot of the one we're about to talk about. So let's just go to Game Club, Jason, shall we? All right, we shall. Cool. We played Concrete Genie by Pixel Opus. Mm-hmm. I'm like Pixel Opus. I was like looking at the word, like thinking, is there like it's supposed to say a certain way or just split it up into two words? Anyway, release Pixelopolis. Back- Exactly. You know what? That was that thought crossed my mind. They're like, that's too many syllables. There's letters that aren't even in this word. <laughs> uh, it was released October eighth, twenty nineteen, um, okay. and they added VR after. Um, mm-hmm. It was just a small. At first, I thought when because when I loaded the game up, I was like, oh, that'd be kind of cool to play in a VR. But it's a different. Uh, from what I understand, it's a different area it's not yeah, it's, i don't think it's the game um you play as ash who has the ability to well basically you're a street artist you become a street artist you were an artist and you decide graffiti is the lifestyle for you 
I'm going to interrupt you here. I feel like you're just a kid who just retreats into his sketchbook rather than. <laughs> no, yeah, you are. You, he Ash paint him, we'll call him. Yes. As colorful as Concrete Genie is on the outside, there's actually depth to this story. It's not just. So, yes, retreats into his sketchbook is actually the best way to describe it because there are dark moments, not just the darkness <laughs> which exists in the game. Um, you control the painting. I controlled it by the right analog stick because I am not super dexterous with the damn motion controls, which sucked. I had no problem with them, actually. Oh, I, I, was, I was about to throw my... I even more. did it laying down in bed. No. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I I mean there were there were definitely there were definitely times where I was better at it than others. I controlled um, this. Yeah, like, I used the motions as well. I controlled this like ten year old me did. I kept walking closer to the television, thinking if I hold it up and just move, why is this not working? <laughs> what is going on? Um, but yeah, you have to solve... Jess comes in, why are there so many holes in the wall? <laughs> Video game, don't worry about it. <laughs> um, this is, it's a puzzle game though, through your painting. It's not just the painting he's, um, his art from his sketchbook. There's actually puzzles to solve as you go through the fictional town of Denska. Mm-hmm. Puzzle have... slash escort missions on some level too? Yeah, um, I can see that. Although sometimes those that you escort were very stubborn. Oh man! Wait, 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 wait! Are, is there an escort mission where they're not in any okay. game ever? <laughs> well, no. I just meant sometimes they ran ahead of you. And you I think always... I think Yorda in Eco is not nearly as frustrating as people make her out to be. <laughs> Odd hill to die on. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe she's not Trico. That's for sure. Trico kind of wanted to. Sometime during the Last Guardian, I wouldn't have been. I would have been okay with bashing his head in with a shovel because he was getting <laughs> annoying. But uh, Yorda in Ego is not not very annoying as an escort mission. <clears throat> Your job is to clear the darkness from the various zones using paint and the figures you draw actually aid you in your mission. They grant super paint mm-hmm. at times, which kind of brightens up the place. And then each zone ends with like a masterpiece. And um, like behind me, which I took from the internet because yeah. no. Yeah, I was going to say that was like <laughs> the first masterpiece. No, that looked I nothing think, like mine. Like yeah, I, I had one of my genies his tail was definitely not attached to his body the way I drew it. And it was just oh, yeah. like, what the? So, um, so yeah. There, there's a, we're going to get into it a little bit later as we go through the game. But the ideas that are presented with the painting, especially the painting of the genies, while... I'm not trying to throw shade by saying none of us probably did it that well. The ideas behind it are kind of fascinating, I think. Now I haven't seen I haven't seen your guys' genies. I just know mine were nightmare fuel. So oh, no. oh, <laughs> like mine were um, bad. 
the game is, uh, it's very, it's beautiful, very bright. Um, although the, um, the facial animations reminded me of the old, like, Christmas cartoon. Thank you. Thank I think you. it's intentionally claymation. Yeah, it is, it is, it is like, it is like the, the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, you know. It, it, yes, I am old enough to get these references, by the way. I grew up with these on VHS. Just what say. It's weird because the rest of the animation didn't match that, but then you see no. the faces, you're like... The faces is, is the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, but the the rest of the animation is kind. It's it's very Pixar adjacent. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you one of your drawings from the beginning is basically the leader of the bunch and kind of guides you, and then as you go through town, you draw additional ones that have like the fire ones help. They'll burn away things to move stuff. The electric mm-hmm. one can. Power, yeah. So it's it's as you go through, it's pretty cool, and then you have to contend with. There's a bunch of bullies who initially stole your sketchbook. It's a stealth yeah. game, yeah. Yeah, and it's kind of stealth, but there's really no. If they see you, you kind of just run away and then yeah. regroup. I mean, yeah. or if you get caught, you. if you get caught, they, if you get caught, it just basically. What, what's like, the I, got, I got I got caught several times. When you distract them, you yell out like, "Hey, the jerk, the jerk face gang!" Or something. Yeah. The, the wisecracks out of Ash paint him are pretty good. <laughs> Canonically, he's just going to be Ash paint him. I'm sorry. I'm good with that. Um, I'm good. And basically, uh, you just had you had one main objective to advance, but then you can um, find like hidden. Sketch pages, pieces and yeah. pages all around, and and they give you different. Um, well, there's the ones that are there's the ones that are they say they're collectibles, but all of these are kind of just handed to you, mm-hmm. so you can do all of the things like in the environment. But if you wanted to get all of the features for your genies, you had to go searching. <clears throat> So, anyone have an opinion overall? Where are we on the thumbs up, thumbs down scale for the game? Yeah, I see that. Um, Two out of three ain't bad. That's a meatloaf score. I mean, take from, it. and I think that's based on personal preference. We were going right, mm-hmm. like not yeah, yeah, yeah personal. Oh, yeah. As a as a game, definitely a thumbs up. Oh yeah. For me, which I bet you both knew that was going to happen. It definitely, yeah. yeah. Really. So it's like halfway in between because I can recognize a good game. Sure, it's a quality game. Although, and I played on PS Five too. The loading is awful into the game, even on PS Five. What the hell? I, I played it on PS Four. The I, second half was really bad on PS Four. It was weird. I thought the PS Five. I was like, oh, this will load quicker. No, no, did not. Uh, not at all. But, um, yeah, I played, once I turned off the motion controls, because admittedly when I started, I'm like, I'm not going to even get past the tutorial if I have to use the damn motion control. I was having a hard time for some reason. But once you can use your analog stick, I was like, okay, I could do this now. Yeah, I, I like was... that they put the reset button though. Like you tap triangle and it recenters very easily. Yeah. I think that yes. was a smart design choice for motion control. 
And it's cool that you can, as you go, you can pick whatever designs, like a lot of the goals were lighting all the lights, but you didn't mm-hmm. have to use, you can use anything to light them. And it was cool. You didn't have to like pinpoint the light because that would have drove me nuts. You can kind of just paint on the wall, hear yeah. them and just kind of, I use the stars a lot. I kind yeah, of same. just kind of did it, but I did. Uh, there, there uh, in that first area, that first and second area, there are walls with just big old suns on them, <laughs> just trying to light yeah. up as many lights as possible. But when you're moving the genies around, it reminded me: is it Coke that does the commercial where the figures come alive? The cartoon, and they like it might be Coke or Pepsi, and they basically keep moving to get the Coke can. Because they all want to drink, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, this is." I'll still look. Yeah, it was, it's it's one of, it's one of those. Um, but yeah, I mean, who wants to talk about their experience? Um. So, when I when I had heard about this game upon release, I. I heard a ton of praise, <clears throat> um, specifically from like the Giant Bomb podcast. Like they're like, yeah, this is actually better than you think it is. Like it didn't. I don't think it was anywhere near their game of the year that year. But uh, I don't think that was. I, some games are going for that. I clearly this one was not. This just wanted to be something. Uh, this this one wanted to execute on a good concept, and I think they did that one hundred percent. I. I found myself uh, once you started. Oh, let's see. I'm trying to. There's a moment as you're getting through each of the areas the first time. Now, there are two halves to this game. The first one is kind of like that stealthiness. You want to avoid the bullies. But at the end of each area, they get they get a hold of your brush. You hold it, both of you, you and whatever bully grabs it are holding it at the same time. They do a Freaky Friday thing where Ash Paintum sees the memories of whatever bully is holding onto the brush as well. It was that moment where I'm like, oh, this is, no one talked about this. And I'm, and I actually feel like that was I mean, I didn't read any reviews for the game because I, I mean, I thought it looked good. I feel like if I had read reviews, it would have just been like, yeah, you paint stuff. It's great. Um, but I did not, I, I did not expect what I got. And that sort of made this, it, it definitely ascended this from a fun little motion control romp to something uh, of a story that I really identified with and related to um frankly because at at the end of that first section when you you know when you see into the first bully's mind you're like oh i i've been on both sides of these at some point in my life uh not just the not i mean i think as as youths uh we've we've all been what on, was that word? Uh, I'm, oh, the Utes. The Utes. As Utes. <laughs> as Utes. We'd all been on the, the delivery and receiving end of whatever, you know, business we're going to give somebody or take from somebody. Um, 
And it was nice that they explored that in a good way. And I think the payoff that you get, you know, at the midway point of the game is it's definitely earned and it's definitely like, uh, I, I mean, balance is the word that comes to mind, but it feels like plausible. Uh, it's probably more appropriate. Um, what about you guys? Yeah, that surprised me actually. Because the game starts, you just figure, okay, these kids are bullies, whatever. They steal mm-hmm. your sketchbook, you want to get it back. And like it starts, like you think, oh, that's your whole thing. You're going to just collect your journal back and paint along the way. But yeah, that first. Because I might have read a few reviews, like there was praise, like it's a sound game, it mm-hmm. works, like that's, it. it's impressive in that, like it doesn't, it's not like, I guarantee in like 10 years, people aren't going to be like, oh, what was your favorite game of 2019? It's not going to be on a ton of lists, but like, as far as a game that works, like, it's weird because it works, so you didn't hear about it. There's no bugs. Yeah. There's no contra. But like that first time you get to, so it's when you get to the first, the second zone and the bully touches the paintbrush at the same time as you. And you're like, oh, this is, uh, I was not expecting this kind of narrative for the game. Mm-hmm. And you're like, this is, uh... and then it, but then it kind of makes sense because you see this like purple, like, covering and you can't really tell like you just think it's like spreading but that that plot point explains what why it's spreading it's like this negativity and you it makes it realer in a way it's not just some like supernatural like it's not it's not remember the movie fern gully Yes, it's it's not that pollution monster. Right, it's, right. it's 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 actually it's actually something that happened to this town, and brought all of that, and that and all of that is manifested through its citizens. And it's actually like it's actually a pretty brilliant story. <clears throat> and I like that Ash Paintum. This uh, is. <laughs> Um, he's not like he sees this like supernatural going on but he's like a kid so he's like a little skeptical like but more scared but he's like okay that's not normal but I'm going to check it out anyway yeah well I mean it, it doesn't it doesn't hurt that you have the Ori in the Blind Forest sort of warm intro with Luna yeah I mean, like, Luna is the emotional momentum throughout this game. Seeing Luna show up in masterpieces, especially at the beginning of the game, and the way that they, that, that Luna doesn't speak, but the kind of Jim Henson sounds out of Luna that intimate, you know, what's being said, you're kind of like, oh yeah, practical effects could be good here, but like, it's it, it's alright that it's a video game. <laughs> yeah. Michaela? For me, I had a little bit of a different intro to this game than you guys did, so I remember I was following this game up b- until its release, but before that, I remember pretty sure it was featured at the E3 prior to this. It was. Um, it was yeah. prior to games, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And um, I actually bought the game for my roommate. Her birthday was a couple days after the release. So um, I asked her, do you want this or something else for Switch? Um, maybe Fire Emblem or something. It was 2019, right? So, um, and she chose uh, Concrete Genie. She was a fine arts major in college. She's sick of you talking about Fire Emblem, wasn't she? <laughs> Probably. Um, <laughs> I don't even want um, this stupid game, but at least she'll stop talking about the other She did eventually game. <laughs> get Fire Emblem, play it, and love it. Just fucking saying. Um, Which is correct. Yes. Fire Emblem was good. Very good. Um, but so yeah, she chose Concrete Genie. Um, she was a fine arts major. She was attracted to the idea of the game. Um, so I picked that up for her and I watched her play the beginning of it. I didn't watch her. She actually never finished the whole game. Jess has this really annoying habit that she admits is a really annoying habit. When she really, really likes a game, she doesn't want it to end. So she won't finish it. You know, people like that. No, no idea what you're talking about. Never done that before in my life. Please stop all the time. Um, But uh, so I didn't watch her play the whole game. I watched her play like that first two areas, like the so like the up to the hydroelectric plant. I watched her play. Um, Okay. And then I just never played it myself until you know it was free on PS Plus, and I was like, you know what? Why have I why have I never played this game? It looks great. It's short. It's pretty. Let's fucking do it. Especially with the narrative that's been going on and that's been annoying me lately with like that random like two weeks on Twitter where everyone's like, Sony only cares about AAA IPs. Look at this experimental not AAA game that they got behind. And they do all the time. They support indies all the time. Look at what they just helped Housemark do. Look at what they just did with Abe's Oddworld, whatever. And this game, Twitter can go eat my farts. But, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I finally sat down and played this game um, fairly quickly, or I guess laid down. I did do motion. I was able to do the motion controls while laying in bed. Not bad. Um, and I really enjoyed it. I, I knew some of, oh, uh-oh. We lost Matt. Um. But I, I knew some of what to expect with, like, the, the story, I guess, with, mm-hmm. the, with the bullies and grabbing onto the paintbrush and seeing their, their trauma. Um, so I, that wasn't a total surprise for me. Um, what was a surprise for me that I didn't really remember or know about even was the, the, the gameplay shift that happens towards the latter end of the game where there's, I hesitate to say combat. I don't know if you could call it combat. It's closer Mm. to it than anything else in the game. So I wasn't expecting that. I loved the paint skating. I was like, this is what I've been waiting for my whole life. It was that the paint skating part felt great. And I love that it wasn't restricted to only the combat section. Anytime you go into the game after that, you can paint skate again. So you can get around Denska much faster. So I love that. Um, and I, I did, I feel prefer the, the, the bigger focus of the gameplay being the painting and the genies and the puzzles. Also something that we haven't mentioned, there's some, there's some platforming in this game and this kid is doing some fairly dangerous Nathan Drake looking shit sometimes. (laughs) Like, um, 
should you be climbing on that? Oh, you're going to jump over that? I That's not safe. Not safe at all. Um, but yeah, so there's maybe a bit of platforming in this too. Nope. No um, fall damage. Although you shout out when you uh, hit the ground. I tested okay. it. And you can't far. swim. You, you can't swim. No. If you go in the water, you're done. But you can zip line. Yes. With your zip brush. Line. Like, yeah. It's not even like a setup zip line. You just makeshift a zip line out of your paintbrush on electrical wires. This That's kid's got this kid's got this guy's, he's got a Which is made of wood. <laughs> and I was a Boy Scout when you put that much friction on wood it tends to burn. Yeah, yeah so what yeah we, nimble. Um well, he cl- he does some like climbing, like when in the sewers, none of that is safe. None of that. This kid oh, yeah. has some Nathan Drake level. Oh, of he's, he's he's you know he's Nathan Nathan Drake Ezio Ezio Auditori fucking Ghost Runner Mirror's Edge Catalyst. It, 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 it's just like nope. I I now defy gravity. That's what I do. Yeah, he's got some serious upper body strength too. He pulls himself up, like even just in the lighthouse, the way he gets up to the top. Mad respect, kid. Mad respect. Um, oh, this doesn't look sturdy. I mean, how how, 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 how old are how old are we estimating Ash paint him at? Uh, I would say like that tween. Like 14, I mean, it's fourteen, like, fifteen at most. Yeah, like that. So. I would say I would, I would the, even say twelve, thirteen is viable. At that point, I could still do pull-ups with impunity because I hadn't, I didn't, I didn't weigh a ton. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm going fifteen only because his parents told him not to go there, but it was enough that they left him alone in the first place. I was alone at twelve. Yeah, I was alone at thirteen. Yeah, I was babysitting my sister at twelve. Okay, fine, yeah. whatever. I don't. I mean, my, my, my si- parents are here. I don't. Well, I wasn't. Ba- I wasn't babysitting my sister because she was the adult and she's three years younger than I am. She was babysitting me, but that's that's a different that's a different <laughs> that's show. <not> <laughs> that's yeah. a different show. And, um, in Japan, the game is called Ash and the Magic Brush. Missed opportunity. Could have been yeah. asking them. Yeah. <laughs> then they get sued by the Pokemon company. No, they wouldn't have. No, they wouldn't have. Ash paint him. This is, that's Ash Ketchum. These, oh, you know what they, I just thought, s- though? They are second cousins at, at most. The exactly. opportunities with, with, with... We just had Pokemon Snap. Make yeah. it happen. Nintendo and Sony. Hold yes. Quick, yes. Quick side note. I was in a Reddit, like rabbit hole, so it took a while now. Someone pointed out that all the Pokemon professors are named after trees, so therefore Ash has to become a professor at some point because his name. And I was like, and people were just like, wait, what? Like, it just blew Reddit's... (laughs) Anyway, back to Ash Paintum and his magic brush. (laughs) Um... So yeah, Matt, what you just kind of missed was um, uh, I I I wasn't totally surprised by the bully narrative because I saw Jess do some of it. What I was okay. surprised by was the gameplay shift where there is combat 
in the yeah, latter part the sec- of the game. The second half of it. I was like, man, they're trying they're really trying to be a Dark Souls game here, aren't they? <laughs> but I love the paint skating. Oh, de- oh definitely. Definitely. I was I was I mean, I in order to get the I'm back trophy, which you get for basically starting basically doing any painting after New Game Plus, like I I think I skated around the first couple of areas multiple times before I actually painted anything else. Yeah, paint skating is the bomb. I didn't know I was waiting my whole life for paint skating, but apparently I was. Well, Hon- honestly, I was thinking about games like Haven and The Pathless that have come out recently that sort of seem in that same vein where mobility is kind of is kind of the move. Y- yes, I just realized how stupid that sentence is, but I did it anyway. Um, but I think that I, I, I've liked, yeah, paint skating is really good. Well, the game director said there was heavy inspiration from Jet Set Radio, so it makes sense. Yes. Weird. Because Jet Set Radio, what are you doing? Spray painting. You're essentially, you're, you're, <laughs> you're essentially spray painting here. That brushing. I mean, yeah, anyway. yeah, he's 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 not stepping back and eyeing up his strokes. <laughs> you're spray that brush painting. ain't coming anywhere near the walls. Just, I was at times I would be on a rooftop and just hit as many lights as I could across the way. Just yep. It's like this paintbrush is some reach. Damn. Mm-hmm. Also, I love just, uh, you talked about being up on a rooftop. I love doing stop and stare in this game. Like, obviously, the colors from the painting that you do are beautiful, but also sometimes it's like somebody is, like, making this game, and they found the bloom effect for the lighting. They're like, yes, and just went all the way up. The the bloom slider is used liberally in this game. And you know what? I'm not mad about it. No, I'm not mad about it either. I'm not mad about it either. I mean... It's a pretty game, even when it's not pretty, like, setting. Like, even in the dark parts of the game, it can be very pretty. Um, So, I appreciate... Obviously, it's a game of aesthetics. Yeah. There to be appreciated, and I appreciate it. And it's really funny since, I mean, I know both you and I have been playing Near Replicant. I was going to say, another game with Blue. So, so you you go from the game that sort of, like discovered bloom lighting i know it didn't but i'm just you know what i'm saying um like early bloom lighting versus bloom lighting now you see a difference in the tech it's almost like a decade has gone by and things and things done changed a little bit um have you ever have you looked at old footage of the original near and yes, what the lighting looks yes, oh. It's like somebody turned a flashlight on in the middle of the ugliest, stankiest bog ever, and that's the sun coming through. (laughs) (laughs) You're in a swamp. No, that's the sun. (laughs) Um, Before we talk talk about other games, uh, (laughs) does anyone have any, like, closing remarks? Well, I wanted to go around trophies status everyone this is we don't usually bring that into game club but it does seem to be a point for all of us that's something that we sort of touched on yeah. could maybe go into a little bit i'm through trophies from the platinum i'm about 20 and i don't know if i will get those what do you have left to do matt 
Um, I have to do the genie moment, uh, get all the pages, and uh, there's oh, I have to paint for three minutes in the free paint thing. Is it is so? Is it in the free paint thing? Because that that's what I've not done. Yes. Um. So yeah. Is is it weird that free paints unlocked like pretty much immediately? It's like, like all of a sudden the title comes up and goes now free paints available. So screw the rest of the game, just free paint. (laughs) I mean, I can see someone going, "Oh, I'm going to do that for a while." I can see kids having fun with that. No, yeah. I mean, it's it's a Mm -hmm. short intro how the game works. It's basically the in-game tutorial, and then it becomes available. Yeah. Which is, yeah, I mean, if people enjoyed that or wanted to explore it more, I guess it makes sense, but... I think people use the photo mode a lot in there, too, for when they were, like, when the photo mode for this game was hopping a little bit when the game released. Of course, I love me some photo mode. Photo mode's a good pictures. time. I, didn't, I don't think I really shared any pictures, but I even if I don't share them, I, I love to take photos in games all the time. I've mm-hmm. also been sharing pictures of that other game we won't speak of just yet. <laughs> and that one doesn't even have a fucking photo mode. No, it does not. <laughs> fucking missing out, Yoko Taro. Um, no, I, I, will, I will say, just to lead into what Jason was talking about with Final Thoughts, uh, I really respected the fact that there was a there was an adult conversation after the second half of the game. Well, before you go to the ending, uh, the the second half of the game where everyone's like, "So why did you do this?" Um, and and Ash Paint and basically says, "Look, when we had our hands on the brush, I sort of saw that." You, you, why you're why you're angry with me isn't about me, and and he sort of he sort of like goes through it, and everyone and everyone sort of realizes like, man, I I didn't realize I needed to look inward, and uh, I and I I hope that there are I hope that there are younger players that play this game and kind of take that on board because uh, we live in an age where bullying is very, very easy and can be very anonymous. Um, And sometimes it can exist in front of us without us even knowing it and seeing everyone sort of just take a look inward. Like, is it the best look inward? No. Because you know this, this is a this is a three hour game. It's not there's not a whole lot of room for uh, nuance and, ex- and exploration. But I think it's I think what they have is handled really really well, and I, I hope people play it, see it, and, and take it on board. Yeah, I um I likened the game to a game I had reviewed last year, Iris and the Giant. It's a card, um, a deck builder, which is actually free on Twitch Prime. I had tweeted the other day, tagged the the creator, and it reminded me of that. In she retreated to this card game, but like described like peak like her feelings and everything as these like demons or monsters, which is kind of what Concrete Genie like I said at the top, like this game's deeper than you would think from like the 
box art, cover art, like all that. Like, um, I may, you know what? I may go for the platinum and kind of let, I might let Arya do it actually. Cause other than the scene, the sections where you had to stay away from the bullies, the painting, I mean, it's, I didn't, I didn't really like it, but I could see how people would. And it's even the free paint mode. I might even like let her and then, Sure, I can. And like you said, it's not a long platinum, mm-hmm. but it's more of a. I'm not going to force myself to do it for something. Like I can appreciate it's a good game. If uh, I hope everyone picked it up if they want to try it because it was free. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> if you have PlayStation Plus, you should have picked this up. Um, I do want uh, before I say what I'm going to say, Michaela, your thoughts. Or Jason, were you done? Oh, I'm done. Okay, just making sure. Uh, my thoughts. Um, this for such a short game, like we've mentioned, you you can beat this in three hours, no problem. Mm-hmm. But for such a short game, it does handle more than you think it can. Not to just keep repeating what everyone says, but it handles several themes actually. Like it's got the bullying. There's an environmental theme with the oil spill and everything that happened to Denska. Um, just the general um, uh, metaphor for negativity. Um, not necessarily specific to bullying, but negativity towards oneself, even um, stuff like that. So there's some, there's three big themes between the negative emotions, the bullying and the, the environmental factors going on here that you wouldn't be like, Hey, this painting game has three huge issues that are emotional and, you know, deep that you can explore again, not as deep as you could in like a 30 hour game. That's, you know, way more narrative centric than this is. But it still does a pretty right. good job of making something that's cohesive um, and, and you can actually take a bite out of. Um, so I think they, that they executed this very well. I'm very glad that creative projects like this come to fruition on a stage where Sony gets to give it that extra bit of attention. Um, I hope more people picked it up during PS Plus because I did enjoy it. Uh, I'm not typically a fan of motion controls, um, but I actually chilled with them pretty fine. Actually, the, my entire summation of this game was it was pretty chill, relaxing to do. Like the story, you know, it's got some deep and meaningfuls in it, but the gameplay is pretty chill. And I don't play very many chill games, as you may have noticed. Um, so every once in a while, it's good to find that because a lot of times... Um, Games like that don't necessarily hold my attention, but I did enjoy this enough to go for that platinum, uh, which took me about six-ish hours to do. Um, so definitely enjoyed my time with it, felt that it was worthwhile, and I'm glad I finally got to it. One thing I do wanna I do wanna shout out and and really draw attention to is um as horror show-ish as my genies were, I did appreciate that in the second half of the game, you had to fight three-dimensional versions of them. I also appreciated that every time you finished an area, it panned back through so you could see <clears throat> essentially your mess. Um, if, I mean, if, if, you're, if, you're good with, if you're good with motion controls, like the, the, the picture that Jason pulled off the internet... Um, it's probably something to behold. You're like, wow, I really put a lot of work into this and it looks great. Um, Especially towards the end of my time with it today, because I did everything today uh, where I was just trying to get all of the 
trophies where you painted a certain thing a certain amount of times. Yeah, there are plenty of walls with a lot of mushrooms on them. Or there's that one wall with 10 different moons on them because you had to paint 10 moons. All of that somehow, despite its sheer messiness, still has a quality to it that I don't know how it happened. And I kind of feel like that's the magic trick of this game. I mean, especially with the genies and whatever nonsense you're trying and all of a sudden you see that thing walking around. Um, I don't know about dreams, but if little big planet did that sort of witchery, like people would have latched on those games a lot more than they did. Um, Something to dovetail real quick. When you mentioned with the genies also, I think it is determined by how you draw them and what features you give them. They have slightly different personalities too. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mentioned that. Uh, Yeah, they, they, they went all out on, uh, on doing that. And, you know, I want, I will watch Pixel Opus and see what they do next. Um, Will it be a, a, a day one purchase? I don't know. It depends on what it is. But I, I do know that they left a very, very strong impression with this game. I don't think it's their. I mean, I if this is if this is their first game, that's a, that's an impressive first outing. Uh, I don't sure. have I don't have stuff up in front of me, but I know that I had never heard of them before this game. Actually, it's their second game. What was their first game? Entwined. Entwined. Another PlayStation game. Entwined. 2014. I feel like that was a plus game too. Yep. I believe it was. I may actually have that and I may actually play it now. Oh, this is the one you have to guide the two, their souls with each of the analog sticks. They're separate. I remember hearing about this. Basically, each one's controlled by the uh, the. Is it like a brothers-like thing? I was going to say two brothers. Yeah, yeah, but kind of... I mean, but they're literally... I guess it's just... I mean, if you look it up, you'll probably recognize it, but I remember hearing about this. Can you imagine what these guys can and probably will do with a dual sense? Yeah. That's, that's uh, yeah. the thought. That's, that's a conversation for y'all, because I don't have PS5 yet. 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 Gotta play that Demon's Souls. I gotta fucking finish that game. <laughs> You do. I got so derailed. Well, all right. Look inward. Game Club 10. Concrete. In the books. Anyone play any other games? What are other games? There is only Game Club. There is only Game Club. <laughs> um, so I did. I, I, I rolled credits on near replicant and i only have questions for ending a to clarify i i still i only have questions and uh i i look forward to subsequent playthroughs to did you start root b no i have not i have i can't wait till you do i have not been i've not had enough time where i am sitting at the ps4 to do it um so uh, going into my next, I've done a lot of monster hunting. 
Uh, I have hunted all of the new elder dragons. I have, so I, I finished all of the village quests up through rank, whatever it is, but then they give you, and I didn't know this. Uh, I recently saw videos as to what you get from this final village quest. I'm not really gonna, I'm not really gonna do a whole lot of spoiling, but the shit that they do in this, so in this game, in the final village quest that they hand you, you have to hunt. And I, th- I think it's a Nargakuga, a Rajang, or no, it's a it's a Rajang, a Bielza juice, uh, and, and I say or no, it's it's basil juice. Because it's spelt like Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that's how it's. I don't know that's how it's pronounced. But I'm saying it that way because I like Beetlejuice. Um, and then there's a third one. I think it's a Narga Kuga, uh, but I don't remember. And you have to do it in an arena, and you have to do it solo. So you are put into a completely tiny space with the most chaotic monsters in this game and you have to you have to finish it and you have to survive and it is difficult and i hope i can figure out how to do it um i also i also finally nutted up and started practicing and trying to learn the gun lance and trying to learn a new weapon in this game is it's a fucking thing. The amount of homework I have to do, and the amount of mental aerobics I have to train myself to do in in really committing to a new weapon. I think uh, a smarter person might say it sucks, but for some reason I am completely enthralled with doing it. So uh, I I am probably going to hopefully by the next the next show i will be a little bit better with the gun lance than i am now um other than that that's all i've played um michaela where are you at in near i played one game i played near <laughs> didn't even play the game club game this week because i did that before yeah <laughs> Uh, so for near, I also rolled credits on ending A. I could technically, I could have yesterday, I, if I wanted to, I could have gone and rolled credits on ending B. But as I mentioned, I'm doing a lot of my grind loading. I'm front loading my grind. So I have been working on knocking out them trophies. So I'm at the end of route B. Have you done the flowers? <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was going to be the yes, I have, or a, or that. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that was. Um, so, you know how I told you the flowers would take me eight days? Yeah. But what the guides don't mention is that it takes eight days without clock manipulation and with good RNG. Yes. They don't mention the part with good RNG. Through all of this. Yeah. <laughs> I have sinned against RNG Jesus because clearly he is yeah. not with me. No. So I, 
I, I, you screwed me on, Jesus. You screwed yeah. me hard. <laughs> so you first, for the flowers, you have to crossbreed and get a peach-colored flower. And I got yes. three of those on my first attempt. And I was like, oh, nice. So then I went to go do the indigos. I got one. And that is not enough. So, so I had no. to do the indigos twice. All right, fine. Did the indigo so why didn't you let said indigo die to give you seeds? No, I did. But oh. then it only each flower only gives you like four or five seeds. And the beds, you, you need at least like eight or nine to plant. Like, because there's it's a 15 plot and you're going every other. So you need like at least eight seeds. So one okay. flower is not enough. You need at least two minimum. Okay. Um, so I got enough peach on my first try. I had to do indigo twice. And then I got zero pinks on my first attempt. Zippo, zilch, none. And then today, today on my second attempt, I got one pink. So I still don't have enough. But the good news is, so long as you have one pink flower, you don't have to get to crossbreed anymore. You let it die, you get the seeds, you just plant the seeds, let those die and get those seeds. But that's another two days. Yeah. So I will get my first batch of pink seeds tomorrow. I'll replant those and I'll get my next batch of pink seeds on Thursday, which means I can't even attempt to crossbreed the white flower until Thursday going into Saturday. Question. Uh, Um, uh Does the flower stuff carry over across playthroughs? Yes, but. Yes, but. So. But what? So, obviously, I had started this before I finished ending A. Yeah. And it carried over sure. um, to, to ending B, and it would carry over to ending C. If you it, ending, Consider ending B the point of no return. Sure. So, D into the new content with E, it will not carry over. I, I, it will not. I don't think. Okay. I wouldn't trust it. Um, I, I would say if you're going to do the flowers, do it before ending B or in a different file. <laughs> okay. Because I think so when I when I rolled credits, I ended up watching all the cutscenes and getting a lot of that story. Uh, but I missed because I did that because I couldn't not watch them. I missed the trophy time by I think two hours. Um, so I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to blitz through. I have a I have a file at six and a half hours, and I think. From there, if I skip all cutscenes, I can make it to the end in in the remaining eight to get that to get that trophy. And then I may actually start A again to do all of the grind. I mean you can do your grind and, and play through B <clears throat> of your thing. Okay. Like, you don't so I think it depends. Because I'm I more worried about because like I haven't done any I haven't done any farming at this point at all I yeah no um so long as you're doing side quests in part two like you need like you don't need to do 100 percent of the side quests in this game okay. to get the the platinum sure um you just need to do the ones in part two that yield weapons um yeah. because you need all the weapons to get the um c and d endings um yeah. but they are the best way to get money because part two side quests will give you 10 20 30 grand a pop Okay. So what I did was I I actually only have ninety eight percent of the side quest completed because I have one side quest that needs ten of these pink motherfucking seeds that I am growing. Oh just yeah, <laughs> yeah, I remember that. 
Yeah. So I, I, that's the, that one I will be able to complete on Thursday. Um, just not today, Satan. Um, (laughs) (laughs) no, it's RN Jesus. Don't, don't blaspheme against RN Jesus. Don't tempt tempt the anger of RN Jesus. RN Jesus be coming for you. (laughs) So, uh, you know how I told you last week about jumping off a bridge to get eagle eggs? I thought I only needed one, but then I looked at a guide and to do upgrades for weapons, I needed four eagle eggs. So I needed to get back on that bridge and jump off it some more. And so what I thought to myself was, if my roommate walks in right now, this is how this conversation goes. What are you doing? I'm jumping jumping off off a bridge. bridge. Why? Because R and Jesus said, if I commit suicide for him, my faith will be rewarded in the next life. Maybe. (laughs) And then the hard part... The hard part about doing that grind in the in part in uh, in after, post time skip because I was originally doing it pre time skip. Emil kept trying to heal me every time I jumped off the bridge, and I was like, "Emil, I want to die! Please stop!" <laughs> Fucking Emil, this is a great character. Leave me alone. <laughs> um, but yes, so I've been doing my grind. I got the the so I did all the side quests I could, and then I I sold a lot of my inventory to pop that trophy. And then I reloaded my save for the million dollars one. So I could start working on weapon upgrades. So I've got like 12 weapons fully upgraded. So I got the trophy for five. I'm close to the trophy for 15. And then there's a trophy for 33, which is aided by the fact that there's the Yorha DLC. Cause those four weapons give you four more options to upgrade stuff. Um, but they don't add to the total number of weapons you need to upgrade for the platinum. Now, what is a fully upgraded weapon? Level four. Level four, okay. Yeah, so I think I, I have I've been... one or two at level two. I think I did that because I thought it might matter. But then I realized, oh, wait a minute, it's Yoko Taro. He didn't give a shit. <laughs> it doesn't no, matter. Yeah, so I have, I've been using fully upgraded weapons for a little while. Um, and I just, I prioritize the ones that I like to use, which has mostly been the Yorha DLC ones. And then my two-handed sword that I go to is Beast Lord. Um, but yeah, you need to do 33 fully upgraded. And that's going to be the worst part. The worst part of the grind. Because our, they did not adjust the RNG. Oh, of course game. not. Of course not. This, the, Yeah, so it's just as bad as it was a decade ago. You know, so, I'm going I'm to say this, kind of respect them for it. Yep. I mean, it's tough. It is tough to, the so like the rest of this grind, like the flowers thing, requires no effort. It just requires time and patience. Mm-hmm. The grinding for like memory alloy, eagle eggs, black pearls, broken wristwatches might be the undoing of me. Um, <laughs> I need some broken swatches. <laughs> Please. I need four. I know I need like three, no, at least two or three more fucking forlorn necklaces. I'm going to be a fucking forlorn necklace by the time this shit is done. Um, but yeah, the drop rates for some of this shit is so low. Um, I can't love a forlorn necklace. I kind of like this. Yeah, it's it's gonna be on my tombstone. But yeah. uh, happy days. I did the recycled world quest, aka what used to be DLC. I got my Papa Near on. I got my Sajiro Daddy boys going. I got to play as Dad Near. I cleared that. I did the the DLC. Um, so, but how's, they, how's Daddy Near? They made him prettier, and I don't know how I feel about it. 
Because he's supposed to be ugly as fuck. I mean, fair. Like, yeah, that's... They cleaned up his character model, and now he looks nicer. And I'm like, and a little bit younger. That's kind of fair, because it's like when when your actual dad is going through a midlife crisis, and he starts taking care of his outward appearance, and you're just like, no, you just look weird now. Uh, My dad just kind of, like, did the opposite. He retired from the police force and grew grew facial hair for, like, the first time in, I don't know, decades. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, He got that salt and pepper going. Um, and daddy near manifests in the real world in different ways yes but no i got my dad near on um yeah no i don't know i don't know i don't know how i feel about him looking nicer he's supposed to be like this gruff scruffy looking dude like a scruff muffin as i would usually say and i kind of appreciate the fact that old daddy near looks like he done crawled up out of a ps3 dumpster fire i kind of but whatever, it's fine. Well, I mean, from the footage I've seen, Daddy Near and the OG Daddy Near look like he'd been through some shit. He'd been through some shit. Like, he's seen some things. Yeah, this is post-time to give Daddy Near. About... He's got that, like, thong on his face. You don't know yeah, what the fuck happened to him. Like, come on. Are, like, are you, are, are you my father or are you cosplaying as the hand bur- burglar? I don't know, I know what's going on right now. Replicant Near in the Just time say Robble Robble and we'll be fine. Yeah, Replicant Near in the time skip. He gets older and more mature and looks like an actual grown-up being. Dad near in the time skip, he loses an eye. Some shit happened. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've also been playing, now that I finished ending A, I've been playing with the Yorha DLC. Uh, so um, I, I dressed up Kaine as A2 right now. I've got my, my, my boy dressed up as 9S. I've got the Nier Automata tracks playing just for fun. Brought in 9S? Yeah. But he doesn't wear shorts, and it bothered me at first. He wears long pants. I'm like, 9S is supposed to wear short shorts. Yeah, he's supposed um, to be Angus Young. He's supposed to be a blindfolded Angus Young. Yeah, but he is blindfolded. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I haven't been trying to... <laughs> Jason likes that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I've been... Uh, Thanks for including music. me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for including me in this weedy conversation. Um, but I've been enjoying the music. Uh, I've been interested, and I'm like, oh, what track are they going to put here? And I go to Facade for the first time. I'm like, if I get to this desert and it is memories of dust, I will oh melt. God. I then proceeded to become butter. It was fantastic. Memories of dust is really good. Memories of dust might be one of my favorite songs. You know, you know I've been listening to the Near Replicant soundtrack a lot the past couple weeks. And I don't know if it's just because of recent, you know, just, just because it's recent, but... There's so much of it. I think I like more than Automata. I go. I lean toward Automata's, but like Automata's music wouldn't exist without any replicants. So sure, sure. Like I'm, I'm also reconciling all of that as well. Like, but this was here first, so of course. But also, like near Automata has peaceful sleep, and peaceful sleep is pretty dope. Memories of dust. I love. So Grandma is originally a song uh, in Replicant, but I love the version of Grandma Destruction that's in Automata. So like, yeah, stuff like that. Um, Mm -hmm. I love them both. Both are two of the best gaming soundtracks ever fucking made. You cannot argue it otherwise to me. Cannot. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I've been playing around with the DLC. I'm at the ending of my playthrough B. I am grinding for materials. Um, I've started doing some of the time trial, like boss fight trophies. 
the only one that I know I'm not going to be able to get in my playthrough B and I tried for like an hour and I feel like I wasted an hour of my life was the Louise fight couldn't do it on route B could not do it because so much of the fight is scripted Louise is the 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 shipwreck bitch thing that they have oh yeah that was fucking hard not even that, but so much of the fight is scripted that you cannot make it go yeah, faster. Like, I mean, I'm sitting here thinking about like ways to like cut your time down. Like, yeah. and that's I what timed I'm... it. I was literally sitting in a chair timing it for an hour. And it was like on average six minutes, even with skipping all of the cutscenes, you have to do it under five. My best was five thirty-five, and it was not getting any faster than that. Yeah. You technically need to beat it in four because the last minute of the fight is scripted. Um yeah. So it was not doable. And I was shocked at how many of those I got in playthrough A. Yeah, I try not to get them in playthrough A because I want to hear all the dialogue. And then what I've been doing is playthrough B is playing through it and letting it do its thing and then reloading my save and doing it faster and skipping the cutscenes because cutscenes count towards the in-game clock for these turkeys. Because um, when you do playthrough B, you do not want to skip cutscenes your first time through. No, because you're going to get a whole bunch of new shit that you didn't know. Yes, it's gonna punch you in the feels. Mm-hmm. What else is these games gonna do? So um, I feel I feel like I should cut you off there. Yep. Um, because I know that you said, as you said, this is the only other game you've played, and we should stop being nerds and let Jason talk. Jason, Ooh, I don't like about, that one. I don't like else, that. What one. else have you been playing? You didn't like it last week either, but I'm not. I don't stopping. like that. <laughs> That's it. Are you done? No, he changed his. Wait. I don't know what that is. What? So. It came out on Friday. On PC front, I'm playing Bladed Fury, the game I picked up two weeks ago, which is really cool. Um, Still enjoying it. Little WoW uh, on the Vita. Cool. Wait, did you say WoW on the Vita? No, no. On the wow, <laughs> a little while, and then on the period space. Use your punctuation. Period space on the Vita. Obviously, I was playing Scourgebringer. Uh, beat it a few times. Um, tried the new mode, which is like a challenge mode. So working my way through that, which is a lot of fun. Uh, it's basically like adding extreme difficulty to like yeah anytime you're on the ground you lose one hp so stay off the ground yeah you don't get you don't get your bearings in these fights on the switch um more of smelter which is the melee mega man which also has some act razor there's world building that i stumbled upon Fuck you, Jason. <laughs> uh, yes. How you doing, uh, Monster Hunter? Yeah, you haven't touched it, have you? Got the Platinum and Outriders. Cool, congratulations. Thank you. Then double dip because I found out if you load up the other system, you get a free Platinum. So why not? Wait, what? If you yeah, load up the... If you load up the oh. PS4, it auto-pops. Oh yeah, no, that's yeah, that, that's kind of why I want to do Neo two on PS four and then get a PS five and pop all that. First PS five, the exception of the eight trophies, and oh no, I'll have to go back and do. I'd actually, things. I'd oh. actually be curious. 
as to what the trophy video is. They're all going to be just a loading screen. Yeah, no, that's what it is. That's what it is. <laughs> I can confirm. That's what it does. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Michaela Cashone. I deleted them all. Woman in the street confirming for us now. I'm reporting live from fucking stop. <laughs> and I picked up a new game. Technically Jeff did, but Returnal is out. I'm sorry, what? Returnal. Return I'm sorry, it? what? Return all. I feel like you are letting us into your personal life a little too far, Jason. Oh, return all. My bad. I was like, we're talking about something else. Um, AMA. Ask me anything. Uh, so, I, you know, I don't have anything to ask because this game looks fun. And I've already talked to you about it, and you already know that this is a fuck you, Jason, from me. <laughs> yes. Two of them in one episode. No. For two Returnal, different games. Returnal is an absolute blast. I'm really enjoying. They did, the job house mark did. I can't get over how they've incorporated the dual sense into the game. It's just like, the sounds, the random sounds you hear just walking around coming out of the dual sense to kind of give you the sense that like you're like it's almost full immersion. It's it's just insanity what they're doing. And uh using the feed the the trigger feedback is just I'm having a blast. This is phenomenal what they did. Is it worth seventy dollars? Yes, I think it is. Um to some, no. Well, I th- I also think that like the people who are the people saying it's not worth seventy dollars, and I'm not really going to invalidate their point of view because I think that point of view is valid. Um, I think my issue with the price point argument is it's different for everyone. You could argue it's completely subjective, like. I don't know if you have either of you heard of the game Rift. It's an MMO. It's a PC yeah. MMO. It's free. Mm-hmm. I had over 350 hours. Um, I would have gladly paid 60, 70 bucks for it with the amount of time I got out of it. Yeah. Dead Cells I got for 25 bucks. I spent 78 hours. In. I mean, it's. I, I think people are just. Focusing on a price point that doesn't... I think the better price point argument in which we discussed was MLB being $70 and then it's day one game pass. Mm -hmm. There you have some argument, but you can't decide. And Returnal's been selling, so obviously it wasn't that big. And it's weird because the people who... There's people who bought it are complaining. It's like, then why'd you buy it? Yeah, my problem is you can't say it's not worth $70 because Housemark has never made a AAA game before, so their oh, game should the be worth argument. less. That yeah. is the worst argument on the oh, planet. Oh, yeah, that, that's dog shit right Just there. Just because they've only made, like, what would you call them, AA or indie, yeah. whatever the fuck. No, they're, they're, I mean, they're, they're, I mean, they're kind of, they're, they don't, Sony yeah. doesn't own yeah. them, but all of their games are on PlayStation, I think. Yeah, but it's, so. uh, I think to me, it's not like, Double A versus indie is like a weird, but like the the point is, 
yes, if a game is a smaller budget game, they don't need to sell it as at, at highest a price point. But this is a triple A production that clearly costs a fuckload of money to make mm-hmm. because look what they did. Yeah, and it, it, it's just because they Our- haven't traditionally been a triple A studio doesn't mean they can't go to the triple A price. And as for my own take, how long have games been selling at sixty dollars? It's been a very long time since we've had a price increase on that general standard AAA type of game. It's been 60 for a while, so I felt like it was kind of expected to see a slight price. Stuff is more expensive now, um, so I'm well, not see- that surprised by the $70 thing. It doesn't bother me that much. It's Games are leisure. You don't have to have them. You sure. can pick them up on a sale if you physically cannot afford that extra $10. Yeah. So to me... I think the arguments against this game costing what it costs for the developer to make a profit on a very expensive budget intensive game for them. I, I think it's fine. It, is $60 the first actual price setting? The I reason I asked that, the reason I asked that is because I grew up, you know, with the NES and it was kind of the wild, wild west in terms of pricing. Mm-hmm. I feel like by like, the early 2000s there was a pretty set like when i was buying ps2 games they always caught the cost the same and i want to say it was in the closer to like the 40 to 50 dollar range 20 years ago okay um, so it has come up but i don't think it's come up since ps3 so oh no it definitely has it it definitely has so not. it's not that surprising that it's finally making that jump now the argument can be made regionally the translation of that 10 extra dollars isn't equal across so like another no, like it is not so that's where you're going to have some problems, and I understand those pain points for sure. Yeah, I mean, because I think some I'm, I listening to Giant Bomb, they have listeners all over the world, and someone will write in from another region, and be like, "Yeah, I have to pay 125 dollars for Eternal," and at that point, I'd be like, "Don't do that. Like, get something yeah. else." So get I'm talking else. I'm talking people bitching about 70 USD and they live sure. here. Yeah, sure. No, but no, even no. just like 70 pounds is different than 70 dollars. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, hey, um, oh, fun fact! I didn't read the list, but Yoko Taro's top 10 games of all time: three are Housemark games, apparently. That makes sense compared to that like, does make sense what he's done, but um, um, so. What I, what I want to say about Returnal is I just like the fact that they figured out something that was kind of right under their nose. Because they, you know, they said the arcade game was dead, the arcade shooter that they had done. Basically, they said, we can't make these games because they're dead. But then they said, oh, let's just make it a roguelike. And, and now all of a sudden... <laughs> it's a... It's a... 3D roguelike bullet hell arcade third person shooter. It's mm-hmm. very unique. And yeah. It, yeah. I want it. It it does play. It's 3D binding of Isaac almost. It, but it does play similarly to Risk of Rain too. Okay. Movement wise and kind of traversal with different elements, but um it's similar <laughs> to that. Um it's just it's a beautiful game. The atmospheres are just, I mean, you play with like, I've been playing with headphones on and like at like three in the morning, it's creepy as fuck. Yeah. I've heard people talk about so much, obviously how much they took advantage of the dual sense with like the different pressures on the triggers and all that stuff. 
I want to know what it's like playing because I've got the Pulse 3D and uh, just I really can't oh, pull the trigger yeah. on this game right now for the reasons that we've discussed because money moving, but also I can't you I can't use a game that I can't put into rest mode on my PS5 because my PS5 has an issue with rest mode, which I'm hoping gets fixed because it's annoying. Um, but I I I have a question for you, Jason, because yeah. I'm a little bitch. Are there jump scares in this? <laughs> Uh, no. When I say it's creepy, the atmosphere is creepy, but... Nothing's popping out at you, Nothing. So, it does that video game thing or horror movie thing where the music changes and you're like, ah, crap, I'm about to fight something, aren't I? Just so long as there's no jump scares, I'm good. Yeah, there's no... You kind of... And it does this thing where you kind of sense the enemies and you see their silhouette like between like that they're about to come up from like a platform underneath you you kind of there's no jump scares it's creepy in the sense that this is an alien planet and you kind of don't know what the hell's going on but um yeah i mean i obviously don't take my word for it but don't read the internet because it's very divided on this game and for dumb reasons like it's just what I know, I know it's incredible. The internet, the internet, really? The internet, what? The internet's dumb. I can't believe I mean, you can't. You can't get sound discourse on the internet. <laughs> Come on! Don't. I, like, what are we even doing? Here? I was. We, me and Michaela were talking about this. I can go on for hours over the dissecting how dumb some of the viewpoints on this game are that make no sense whatsoever but to what so let's actually bring that conversation in a little so, bit yeah there's yeah. been a call for checkpoints in the game but there's been two separate calls one is the runs the runs in the game could be lengthy i've had close to two hour runs i've had five minute runs which Matt, you've played enough roguelikes. You know, yep. like, you have a successful run for two hours. Next run, first enemy just fucking oh, yeah. face up. I, th- I, had a, I mean, I think, I think you might have been watching me stream Binding of Isaac where I did, like, yeah. four la- – where I did four victory laps, and the next run, I died in the first room. I so, had- some people want a checkpoint in the sense that they don't want to put – so, I'm one of the few – I'll put the game – I'll put my PlayStation in rest mode. I'm not – I live on the edge, apparently. <laughs> but I do understand rest mode has caused issues for it's a lot of people. So That's I just on PS5, though, right? Yes. So, for example, Matt, uh, like we know since launch, some people have big stuff crashing in rest mode. Mm-hmm. That's not my issue. It didn't happen to me initially, but for the past month or so, and especially since that firmware update a couple weeks ago, Every time I turn my PS5 on, it doesn't recognize my DualSense anymore. So I have to hold the button on the console to do a manual reset. And then suddenly, as soon as it comes back on, it remembers that it's paired with my DualSense. So I can't leave games on in rest mode because I'm constantly resetting my PS5 to get it to pair with my DualSense. So a checkpoint in that sense, like you turn it off. Because actually, Dead Cells has that. I don't know if you ever noticed that, Matt. You can quit the game to the menu. When you, if you select continue, it puts you where you are. I don't know if you could do it in combat, 
I think you have to be out of. I'm not. I've never tested that. I've never thought to quit the game in combat, but it'll put you right back into that very spot. So that I'm okay with because I understand even having kids. Like I get interrupted, I'll put the game in rest mode. But yeah, some people you'd rather just shut it off. But then people are calling for like checkpoints when they die. They don't go back to the beginning. I'm just going to stop that, you there. It's a roguelike. Yeah, no, that's our. And that's yeah. They, then it's, it ceases to be a roguelike at that point. And also, not even the roguelike. The story of this game is: you die, and you're back where your ship crashed. Like, and she's figuring it out. That's the basic plot. So forget a rogue. I mean, like TV shows and movies do it. It's a time loop. Like her not returning to the crash site makes kind of destroys the plot point. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and they've announced that this was a roguelike. It wasn't like a yeah. There wasn't a secret. No. So I like what Jason's point is, and that I agree with is it should still be a roguelike. You don't need checkpoint systems so that you can. Um, Start over. skirt around the fact that it's a roguelike but they could try to push an autosave for people who don't have yeah. like the full two hours so like either when you quit out or they just push an autosave every minute or so or something like that so that you don't get screwed if you can't use rest mode or if you just need to like somebody else is using it and they need to close the software or whatever or there's a crash because there are some crashes so if you have that autosave every minute or so you that'll mitigate the impact of a crash ruining the run or something like that so there's a difference between autosave and not being a roguelike anymore. So that's mm-hmm. where Twitter is tearing itself a new asshole. And then there's when you beat a boss, you don't have to fight it again, which is actually different from a lot of roguelikes. Yeah, that, yeah, that almost puts you in roguelite territory. Yeah, like, like, yeah, no, that is total roguelite. You can just skip to the next area. I mean, Man, Spelunky, if Spelunky did that when I first played it, I would have beaten that well, game in way less than six years. So here's the catch. Since it's randomized, you don't know how to get to the next area immediately. Procedurally <laughs> <laughs> generated roguelite. You still yeah. gotta fight through some stuff. It's just sure. boss is not. But, I mean, there's so... And then I heard, like, oh, you need to balance the risk... So there's items in, like, Binding of Isaac. There's a mm-hmm. risk and a reward for these items. And people are like, oh, the, they need to balance it. No, that's the point. Yeah. You no, have that's, to choose. That's, yeah. the whole, that's the core. I it, it drives me nuts that these people are like, but Hades was a roguelike. No, Hades is a different game. There's, there's, yes, Hades, Hades is a roguelite, but it is not the roguelite. Right, we- and it also had negative buffs. Again, like every a lot of robots do this. Where mm-hmm. um, what were they called in Hades? The um, the chaos bounty things at the end. The things you could turn on that the heats. The, the heats. Thank you. Yeah. I could not for the life of me. They, a lot of robots have these elements in here where it is risk reward, where you take a negative for a positive, or even just the chaos stuff. Like yeah, the chaos, the chaos rooms. And see, and and this is when now I'm not going. I I've avoided a lot of the uh, discourse around Returnal, mainly because uh, one, it's a game I'll probably play. Uh, I don't know if I'll pay $70 for it, but it's a game I will probably play at some point. Uh, 
I have seen uh, the most, most of the discourse that I've really been privy to is a lot of people going after uh, Dia Lucina at Paste for her review. And yeah, that was, that's, that's fucking rude. <laughs> like, like this is, this is, this, this is a, this is a person who basically it spends a lot of her reviews over the course of her time. And I've, I've read her on waypoint. I've read her at a, t- a ton of places. I've heard her on uppercut podcasts. Um, and I'm sorry, I'm going to apologize right now. I'm pretty sure she identifies as she, her, if she doesn't, I, that's on me. She does. I don't I have, so. okay. If, if I'm wrong, I, I'm, I'm sorry, Dia. Um, I love Dia's writing. I, it is, it is one of the, when I first, the first, when I, when I became aware of Dia, it was a Tomb Raider review and she spent, I mean, she she wrote a long review of Tomb Raider and she said, wasn't bad, but she's kind of sick of white people going into, you know, South America or she's, she's sick of white people just exhibiting colonialism and imperialism everywhere. And all of that is alongside talking about the game. And not only that, it's talking about the game eloquently. Now people are coming at Dia because she she brings her politics to her reviews, which is not a problem. If you take that as an offense, that's on you. That's not on Dia. Um, and I also I also want to recognize that Dia does not need me to defend Dia because she's smarter than I am. I've read her. I, I recognize she doesn't need me to say any of this uh, because. I'm just I'm 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 another colonizer, which is fair because look, look, look I'm John Q. White dude. Look at my face. I look like Corey Haim's twin cousin, for God's sake. Um, but the fact that people are coming at her because of her her near replicant review, because they're going to say this is the woman who said that uh, near is better when you turn on auto combat. Have you looked at the auto combat in near? I'm asking you, Michaela, because I know in Automata, I, I've seen people use it, but I haven't looked at it in Replicant, even dude, though I know it's in there. Replicant. It looks like the most anime shit ever. It looks fucking sick, and like we can be honest, combat in near Replicant ain't great. It's better than it used to be. It's sure, <laughs> sure. You know, I you know, I my taste buds are better than they used to be because I, because my wife is a great cook, but. Like looking at, I, I put the auto combat on in near replicant. I'm like, I get it. This looks sick. This looks really fucking cool. Uh, and and most people are saying, oh, that's just because game journals are bad at games or or whatever, and they're hiding behind whatever sort of gatekeepy bullshit they they want to do. Um, and, and I think that's wrong. And I really hope that when Dia said. She was done. I really hope that that's not true, because this space needs a critic like her. I, I don't personally. I don't read her reviews. 
Sure. But not because I don't like them. I, I'm very picky about the reviews I read. The and like, and that's I, okay. But I want a. I think there's a place for like. I'm not saying she just writes op eds, but I think there's a place for op eds. There's also a place for review. Like, so as a reviewer, I want you to know what I think of the game, and mm-hmm. not that I'm a salesperson, but kind of sell you either to get it or not to get it. Right. And I think it's important. And I think the people complaining about her reviews have no business reading her reviews in a sense. Like you can read whatever you want, but mm-hmm. they're like, I feel some of the discourses, they're surprised. You kind of like, I know what she's written in the past. I don't want to hear about the political parties when deciding if I'm buying mm-hmm. Returnal. That's me. I want to read a review. I, I like. I watch ACG's review. I watch mm-hmm. Skillups. I want to know sound, presentation, gameplay, fun factor. Mm-hmm. Like I sure. subscribe to Switch Up for they cover all new Switch releases, and they those are their categories. That's the stuff I want. So I think again, the internet's dumb. Sure. I don't think you should ever attack. First off, because as a reviewer, it hurts me when people attack. Reviews are opinions of the person. They're not necessarily right. Right. They're not wrong. They're their take on the game. She writes her reviews in a certain way that, though, I think it's for a certain audience. Mm-hmm. If you're trying, if people are reading this and like, well, I don't care about the politics. Like, this is a garbage review. It's not like a new thing. Like, she just threw that in there. Like, let me do this. And like, oh, yeah. They're, 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 no, and, and you're right, because I feel like they're attacking her because of queer woman. Right. There's also that. There's also the plenty of people attacking Not her. white, you know. I, there's, there's a there's, whole bunch of yeah, other insidious bullshit along that. It's yeah, exactly. There are plenty of people attacking her. It doesn't even matter what the review is about. It's about who wrote the review. Yeah. And I think it's it's shitty. And I think it, yes, I feel bad for uh, Dia, but, and obviously nobody has to feel bad for these big companies, but like you're taking away from Returnal. Like mm-hmm. she wrote what she wrote. Yeah. Like it or not, you don't have to attack her. They made a game. Like it's like you're, you're causing all this negative attention about her, her writing, and this game. It's not nobody needs that. Just if it if you don't like it, don't read it. If you don't like her, keep your opinion to yourself because you're just an internet troll. Nobody cares about mm-hmm. your opinion. And yeah. I feel like it's just it's the narrative around this game is the Luckily, the early reviews praised this enough that I think Fuck. this little stuff, like, if you're not a big, if you're not into, like, gaming Twitter, if you're not... You can you miss this. Hear, like, you if, if you just, if, like, IGN or GameSpot is your one source, like, you check it out, oh, new releases this week, these are the reviews, that's fine, but, like, when you start getting into, like, the Reddit and the mm-hmm. all that... Like, if you look it up on Metacritic, if that's what you're doing... Like, you're gonna see start... that this is scored well. Yeah, like I, I, need... I personally wouldn't read her review 
to find out if I'm buying a game. I'd read her review for her take on how she interpreted all this. I'm not reading it to be like, oh, is this a a a buy like an ACG uh, input yeah. buy wait for sale never touch like that's not why. At least I would read her reviews. Yeah, some reviews are for entertainment. Like I do that with girlfriend reviews. If you guys have ever seen it on YouTube, that's not a mm-hmm. serious review. It's for entertainment. There's some reviews like ACG is one of the few that I look at. And this asshole Jason Marshall, I read a lot Gr- of his reviews. Girlfriend reviews. That's <laughs> the one where the guy plays a game and his girlfriend reviews it. For the most part, yeah. sometimes she plays them too. Okay, right, um, yeah. they're mostly comedy. And that shit's that's great. That shit's it's great. great. Sometimes, so sometimes they're for entertainment. Sometimes they're for serious buyers. Sometimes they're ads. Sometimes, <laughs> um, and sometimes they are for dissecting the game on a level that's beyond purchase intent. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that point, it is like when I do that. Like I've, I, I didn't review FF Seven, but I wrote about FF Seven and looking at the implications of the new content and the story and the lore and the theories and all that stuff. At that point, I take it. I don't call it my review of the game. I'm, I personally label it as something different, but that doesn't mean another writer can't call that their their review of the game. Sure, it's just not something somebody's gonna. So different reviews have different purposes. You don't need to be a dick if it's not the review you should be looking at. Yeah, just scroll through your Google page a little bit further, you'll find that IGN, that Meta, Metacritic, yeah. whatever the fuck. You you know when you can attack a reviewer, and I say this. Um, mostly joking if someone wrote when they review the same game on ps4 and then then they review it two years later on vita yeah no that's garbage if someone reviewed this and said housemark's response to mob the show not being exclusive anymore is actually <laughs> garbage that's good. Point. Then it's like okay. Yeah. There are some legitimately bad takes that are. Just oh no, bad. there are some, and even for some of the bigger media, they don't like some of them. They don't check these reviews, and I'm not saying attack the writer, but there should be some response. Like if I wrote in Loop Hero that something about the roguelike that was completely wrong, yes, there's a way to point that out. Like a mm-hmm. lot of these sites have comment sections, but like straight up attacking the person for who they are or because your opinion's different because it's like so your opinion is different than their opinion which you read so you're right they're wrong like no but it's just but it's the internet we can't that's why we can't have nice things exactly there are are, i don't know how many reviews of returnal there are there's probably hundreds there are plenty of other reviews if you don't like her writing don't read it Mm-hmm. Or keep it in. Or you read it, you don't like it, fine. You don't have to threaten well, and, her. Or... And the, la- the last thing I'm going to say, just to sort of dovetail in this, the reason I continue to read Dia's work is she reviews games the way I reviewed music, where it wasn't necessarily what I heard. Because ultimately, if I'm reviewing an album, I'm saying, oh, look, it's this person singing. And then there's surprise drums, guitar, bass, synthesizers, probably some production, you know, people who know what they're doing to put out something of audio quality. But what I would try to do, because I don't know anything about music theory, I couldn't talk about 
how good the arpeggios are. I couldn't talk about how smooth the, pro- the chord progressions are. I couldn't talk about how appropriate they are and what they make me feel. What I can do is talk about how this sound works, how this particular track leading into this particular track made me made my listening experience change whether it was a a nice progression or kind of a car crash now games are much more expansive of an art form than listening to music album It it, it is something that you interact with both here and here and you're also taking in multiple senses at once so naturally like it'll be closer to uh, a movie critique where you are seeing both your own personal belief system as well as the belief system of an auteur if you want to if you want to give someone that title or the belief system of a team in play that put this piece of content together is that always right no but your interpretation is sort of the conversation of your point of view and theirs and i think dia is one of five or six that are that not only articulates that interaction but they are, they articulate it astutely insouciantly and they are not afraid to reckon with it as hard as they possibly can for both any creator to see as well as any reader now then it goes into what jason was saying like it's the internet not everybody not everybody reads it the same way like look at look at look for example look at look at this look at that asshole elon musk putting you know deus ex as his twitter handle for a while whatever he did that's that's some multi-billionaire going yeah I, i'm a gamer whereas he also doesn't understand like it's it's very clear that elon musk and i would read deus ex way differently he'd be like yes science guy that's real cool making augments and and whatever whereas i'm seeing this as a dystopia that people like him create um but i feel like we are way off track yeah although that did remind me didn't um head of playstation stream house marks game and he was shredding it up didn't jim ryan do that he was killing it at returnal something like that i think i saw on twitter Somebody who usually gets accused of not being a real gamer. I think it was Jim Ryan was I mean, shredding this game. All of them get accused of not. Yeah, being and then like Mark is <laughs> pretty good at shutting people up because he games hard. Yeah, but Mark, I think it was Jim Ryan. Dude, this dude, time. Mark Mark Cerny's cred. He got the Invisible Ink Platinum, which very few people actually have. So gamers can fuck off. Uh, and you know, regardless, before you even get into trophy stuff, gamers can fuck off in general. Oh yeah, because gamers. I, I I wish I'm I was telling you our tagline should be "Dear gamers, it's not always about you." Thank you. <laughs> you know what? I I'm I'm willing to change it if if you are. <laughs> it's too long for a title. But yeah, but yeah like... this is this is a very good game. I I get the seventy dollar price, but 
other than that, I think this is worth the checking out. I under I get the that is kind of a roadblock for some people, but other than that, just if you can give it a try. I'm picking sure. it up as soon as it goes on sale because that's what I told myself. And if if I wasn't moving, I might have already picked this up. You know what I mean? But I am. You have it, don't you? Don't lie. I don't have it. You can check. <laughs> you can Photoshop those receipts. Yeah, no. If also, yeah, no. If I wasn't moving and I didn't have the the PS5 rest mode issues that I do, return of memory. Just saying. You know. I do have some <laughs> days where I think, God, I wish what Jason, Jason actually. What, what, if Jackson, what if Jason actually plays Persona Five? No, um, I, I, you know, I have it on my wish list, and I'm like, hey, look, it's it's below forty dollars now. I could just get it, and I'll never know, but I won't. Get it on Switch. We'll never know then. Um, again, you, uh, I think I'm friends with the other guys on on Switch. Just I, I'm friends with you on Switch too. I believe. I don't think I, so. Oh well, uh, that's that's your that, that's your fault. Um, awkward. Right. <laughs> I put my friend ID in the group chat. All right. Well, yeah, you did. Let's talk about news. Quick, for Michaela quick. and I have an LQ here. <laughs> we did have a state of play, which was announced. More Ratchet and Clank and updates on two indies. So when the state of play came out and people were upset about state of play's content, it blew their mind. Um, yes. Yes. Hey. Me in the back. Yes. Yeah, Hi. yeah. Sony colon. This state of play is going to be about Ratchet Clank and two indie games. Gamers, what do you mean this? This is only going to be about Ratchet and Clank and two indie games. All right, I have a counterpoint. Yes, they could have just done it on Ratchet and Clank, and those two indie updates could have been on their Twitter. Yeah. I'm just saying they didn't yes, even. I there. completely agree. Well, what it was Among Us and something Subnautica. else, Subnautica, which yeah, that could have been a tweet. No disrespect, Sony. One of oh no, that's not Among Three. Us. Really, could have been a tweet. Yeah, <laughs> um, PlayStation Plus for May was announced. We're getting Wreckfest on PS5, which I'm actually really interested in. It just seems like a fun game. Um, Wreckfest is the battle royale with cars, right? Is but I don't think what I'm thinking that, of? I think it's more twisted metal. It's not really battle royale in the sense of like Fortnite battle royale, but I think it is like yeah, I think it's like eight or ten cars only type. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it I just, is for some battle reason, I'm, I'm thinking I remember uh, Giant Bomb playing it and Ben Pack messing with people going gang gang all over the place. <laughs> Which is funny. Um, uh, what is the other stranded? Um, yeah, stranding. No. 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 Although it is another game in the stranded genre. <laughs> no, stranded. Um, something. It's stranded about. is a strand game. Is that what you're talking about? I didn't make the joke. I just relayed it from the. And I can't remember the other one. If someone Battlefield. Can look that up. What? Battlefield. Battlefield. Battlefield Battlefront 5. or Battlefield? Battlefield 5. Okay. Because, well, supposedly there's going to be a trailer in the next few days or weeks. Oh, yeah. They were saying there's more Battlefield coming. Oh, great. But well, 6 is already announced. We know that. Well, we know coming. 6 is. Yeah. Just, I guess we were going to get a trailer. Um, We got, well, we knew last week, but Lost Souls aside, it seems that that was the only thing at the China Hero. Yeah. What a tease. Uh, yeah, I mean, they could have 
articulated the conference, the press conference, uh, as, you know, instead of saying China Hero Project update, they could have said update on one game from the project. Right. Like, they could have set expectations a little bit better, but that 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 was the first update in two years. So I'm very happy to see that game. No release date, unfortunately, but they did confirm PS4 and PS5 and versions. 17 minutes of gameplay available. On 18. The they added another minute. Oh, 18. Oh, 18. <laughs> <laughs> the Monster Hunter stream updated the Monster Hunter Rise, New Dragons, and we got some news about stories too. With that release coming in June, June, June or July, 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 I believe a crossover DLC with Rise. Um, Devolver, the Devolver announcement it. was Essays on Empathy, the PC game. It's ten. It's a collection of 10 games. Mm-hmm. So, um, near oh, what's, what's, what's in that? I don't know. Okay, go with the next area. I'll look it up. Near reincarnation, English localization is complete, and we should get a release date soon. I want, Finally. I know I never want mobile games until this year, and now between Fantasia and Near reincarnation, and then next year with the FF7 bullshit, I'm suddenly going to become a mobile gamer, and I'm going to have to get a backbone thing for my phone. Mm-hmm. Backbone's really good. I, you know what? You're the reason I've been thinking about it. It really is. Um, uh, it's hundred bucks, uh, worth every penny. Would you get um, reincarnation? Because I, th- I think it was. A I'm, I'm, no, I'm definitely getting reincarnation. I have. N- I don't think Sino Alice works on it. Um, honestly, I've not tried because I've not really. Th- I had to get rid of that when I got Apple Arcade. Um. But yeah, I'm definitely going to get reincarnation. I mean, I would also recommend trying Sinnoh Alice. It's a pretty, it's a, it's a gotcha game with a really interesting sort of intro and setup. Combat really didn't do a lot for me, but it was still just the, the, the Yoko Taro style is all over it. It's, it's very nice. Um, um, the Days Gone 2 petition has reached over 100,000 signatures. Um, what's great is it's being promoted by Jeff Ross, the director of Days Gone. He is no longer with Ben, so I guess he can do that, because I don't think he would have been able to. Um, hopefully something comes of it. I mean, obviously people want it. We'll see. Um, and If they're working on another IP, though, it just won't be anytime soon. Right. But I think people would be fine with if they said, okay, we'll do it, but here's what's coming next. But you, you don't want to announce it now and then have no. it come out in five, six years, though. No, so. no. Um, and then while Matt looks that up, the last bit of news, which was announced today, or well, Monday when you listen to this, Sony entered into a partnership with Discord. Yeah. So which we, turned the tables because everybody was saying, oh, Microsoft was going to buy them like two yeah. weeks ago. Uh, I knew, I see, like, I knew about the Microsoft stuff, but I actually don't have any clue what this means. So this is just a partnership. Yeah, they bought a minority stake. They bought a minority stake. What I think it's going to be is we're going to see Discord integration into, I don't know about PS4, but most likely PS5. So I think it's the mobile app. I think they already confirmed it's going to be across like any sort of chat, whatever. It's basically the similar deal they have with Microsoft. So if you're on Discord, you can actually see then what your friends are playing on the other platforms, 
Uh, it has chat options, um, obviously the voice chat, but the, the only thing with the voice chat is you still, you'd have to use a different, you wouldn't, I don't know if you'd be using Discord on your PS5. You could, though. Or which, well, my next one was, do if it. you could, then you could do, like, say you played Outriders cross-play with someone on PC or Xbox, you'd have the voice chat available without having... Your PSN. Like, r- right, or you, like, when we played Monster Hunter Rise, we're on Discord on PC. So instead okay. of using another device to use Discord, you'd have it built in for something like that. So it's not going to be till next year. Um, and it will probably work differently. I wouldn't be surprised on PS4 versus PS5. And I do think there will be some sort of mobile integration. I wouldn't be surprised whether it's in Discord's app or in the PSN app. Um, but we all know Sony needs to continue fixing what it done did to its party system, etc. And, you know... They're no Nintendo when it comes to online chat, but that doesn't mean they can't improve either. So this this is good news. And that's uh, that does it for the news. Did so you- I'm trying to find the list of this game of these games, and the only thing I can really find is that one of the game, or no, they're they are uh, it's a compilation of deconstruct teams' best efforts. Um, deconstruct team. Are the developers behind uh, Red Strings Club, which is a visual? I, I want to say it's a visual novel, or it's a point-and-click adventure that centers around a bar. Um, and uh, I remember Giant Bomb talking about it when it came out. I don't know how many years ago now, but uh, I, I never actually got to play it because it's not been anywhere near PlayStation. I know it's on Switch, but you know what's not on Switch except for, like, at this point, Spelunky 1 and 2, uh, and most of Blendo's output. Um, but yeah. Something to look at if you like bite-sized indie games. Which look, Yeah, it looks like it's Deconstruct Teams. It's nine games from their itch, itch.io page, and one new game, they trace El Cuarto. So, okay. Um, is what it is. So it's definitely a departure from your typical um, aliens, saw blades cutting people in half, heads exploding, devolver experience. But, it's, yeah, the, the edgelord devolver digital. But devolver usually picks, almost always picks winners. So mm-hmm. it won't be for everyone, but again, right. gamers. It's not all about you. <laughs> all right well i feel like i feel like we should just end our show with that and then whenever moose is here he'll do the bye okay and then be like hey you know what we're just gonna end with gamers it's not always about you all right i'm good with that <laughs> with the biggest fucking smile on my face it's not about you and story route zero we have some cool friends who do some cool things and i'd like to tell you about that Phoenix Overdrive uses the power of games and gamers to help heal sick kids through the charity Extra Life. Phoenix Overdrive fundraises for Children's Miracle Network hospitals all year, every year, and the fun culminates in a 24-hour gaming marathon. 
Find out more about their events and projects online via Facebook at facebook.com slash phoenixoverdrive or on Twitter and Instagram at phx underscore overdrive. You can also join the Facebook group of Pawn Stars at facebook.com slash groups slash Nation in order to share and discuss all the latest in nerd culture. They've also got a podcast, Nerd Overdrive, which you can see weekly at youtube.com slash phoenixoverdrive. You can also catch it on Facebook Live or twitch.tv slash phx underscore overdrive. That podcast is also published on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. You want merch? They got merch. Merch can be ordered from tinyurl.com slash phxodmerch, a portion of which goes to their fundraising efforts. Join the nation and be a hero to sick kids as El Capitan Rey Osorio, Lee the Maestro, and Becky, the lovely queen of the guild, always say, hashtag rise above. Thank you for listening to Story Route Zero. We hope you have enjoyed your time here as much as we've enjoyed having you. Once again, questions, concerns, complaints, pictures of pets, or favorite recipes can be sent to storyroutezero at gmail.com. You can yell at us on Twitter at storyroutezero. Rate us and review us on iTunes, YouTube, or wherever you may have found us as it helps with discoverability. If you'd like to hit us up individually, you can find Moose Cool at Sven, that's S-V-H-E-N-N on Twitter, PSN, Instagram, and of course, Twitch, streaming games. You can find Jason Marshall writing at obelisk.co. You can also find him on Twitter, at GimpyJ, with two Ys at the end, as well as PSN, Instagram, and Twitch. He also has his own website, whereisthepausebutton.com. You can find Michaela Crescione doing all sorts of writing at obelisk.co, as well as on Twitter, at redxmod. My name is Matthew Keel. You can find me everywhere I'd like to be, at infinite underscore rewind. That's Twitter, that's Instagram, that's Twitch, that's PSN, and I also have my own website, infiniterewind.com. Be sure to check us out at all the places. You are always welcome, and you will always have a seat waiting for you on this ride. Thank you for listening, but for now, it's back to the real world for us. So we will see you on the next one.